Welcome to Angel Lady Movie Talk. This is Sherry Lee Myers, and I'm about to interview Deb Goldberg, author of Intuition, The Voice of God. How are you? I'm great. I am so happy to read your book. Why I really left on interviewing you because the, uh, the podcast is called Angel Lady Movie Talk, and it's about the issues inside Angel Lady. Uh, inside all of us, of course, but I want to, you know, keep bending it back towards th- themes in the film. And one of the themes is alienated from self. Mm-hmm. Um, being without, living without God's love. And, you know, you speak to that directly mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in an incredibly personal and poignant and practical way. I, if I really don't know anything about my intuition, can you describe it to me? What is my intuition? Where does that, how does it exhibit itself? Uh-huh. Well, uh, it can be a knowingness, a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. It could be something you hear uh, um, from within, a message from God or the angels or however anybody interprets that voice. It's a knowingness in your heart. It could be an image that you see that's trying to get your attention. And then how do we know it's our intuition? Is there a feeling that comes with that? Mm -hmm. Because we also are listening to ego thoughts all day long too. And and I get strange images sometimes that are ego images. So uh, I noticed that when I'm getting um, God messages, they're more, or intuition, because it's the same thing, they're, they're more peaceful, although sometimes they can be challenging you to step out of your comfort zone. But it's done with love which is a little different from the ego as being pushed around by could be belittling, belittling yourself or mm-hmm. it's more of an encouragement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. Yeah. I, there's a, there's a, a paragraph on page 47 that I wanted to just read because that's it, 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 the crux of what I feel your book offers so beautifully is for people to take responsibility for their own unhappiness. Mm -hmm. This particular paragraph, but what is life? Most of us do not know what that is. It is all the love in your heart that gets scattered and given away or locked away. So no one, not even you can feel it. We were made to feel that love and share it with others. We forget that is why God created us. Very simply, it's just love. Yet it can be one of the hardest things to accomplish. Some hearts are fresh and have not been tainted. Therefore, those people can feel and give to others. But most have stopped this flow of loving energy, even to themselves. Mm -hmm. Can you help us to understand how the ego construct keeps us locked in that unhappiness? Sure, Uh, we're listening to thoughts all day long, not recognizing that they're not our thoughts. And so we've grabbed onto this uh, 
these thoughts and made a self-image out of it. It's yeah. a combination of all the stories and experiences that we've been through. Mm -hmm. And the ego thought keeps, they keep feeding this storyline that we're all living. Um, and if you've had difficult experiences where I think most people have had some kind of trauma in their life, and um, and so it's revolving around those traumatic events is that thought system. And so you forget that really your identity is divine and you have bought into this other image of who you are, yeah. um, an earthly image that I'm this character Deb versus I'm divine consciousness experiencing a life and I have forgotten that I am perfection just like everyone else is that consciousness is perfection but you are always have this thought process this fear thought process looming and feeding into its belief system and it's only just part of our inc incarnation experience that we hear this invisible voice that is not real um, to help us experience life, to add contrast to our life, rather than looking at the thought and saying, oh, I, is that true? Like, should I believe this? Should I believe this about myself or anyone else? Instead, we have these thoughts so repetitively through our life that we have bought into the scenario of it painting a picture and a story of who we are. How do we start, Deb? I mean, we get the book, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest thing is connecting within because everything I learned came from God and Jesus and the angels teaching me that this is who you are, Deb. This is, it's not what you think you are. And we have to start using some self-discipline yes. to not listen to this, these negative thoughts that you have about yourself. Because you, it's sort of like drinking the Kool-Aid. You took them in and then you believe them about yourself. And then you are projecting scenarios outside yourself that reflect your consciousness of your belief system. Sure. Okay. So my biggest message is being able to listen to that voice inside of you that is always trying to comfort you, teach you, love you, um, help you experience your incarnation in a much different way from up above, high, high above meaning higher consciousness, divine thoughts versus um, earthly constructs. Are you a religious person? No, I was raised Jewish, uh, but not religiously. Uh -huh. um, and so I never went to, I never was uh, bat mitzvahed. I never really went to temple but we celebrated holidays. So uh, that's about as far as my religion went. But there was something inside of me that always believed in God. Mm -hmm. And it had really nothing to do with religion. 
because in my family growing up, they didn't talk about God. So it was not as if it was instilled in me, but I knew that there was God and that something was watching over me. So that is my experience from growing up. And then when I woke up, which was in my 50s, I was going through uh, a difficult time with family members and I was in conflict. I was hurting because I didn't want to have this conflict with family members. And I, I came upon uh, Dr. Margaret Paul's work and uh, she has something ca uh, called inner bonding. It is a program of where uh, you're going in and finding your inner child and you're using spirituality to do that. So I decided to go to her workshop. I had never really meditated before. I mean, I had been a therapist for 18 years and I taught relaxation skills, but I never really meditated myself. Mm -hmm. And I go to this workshop and I'm, we're doing a meditation to meet your spiritual guide. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. <laughs> it yeah. sounded woo-woo -woo to me because yeah, yeah. I was not part of my experience at that time to do stuff like that. It was more conventional therapy. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm in this meditation and I don't understand it, but Jesus is there. And I don't even recognize him as Jesus because I didn't understand Jesus, because I was Jewish, even though I should, because Jesus was Jewish, <laughs> but um, he's there, and there's a healing happening within me, and I didn't understand what was happening. I was so confused, and at the same time, felt so much love, mm. like I had never experienced before. Mm. And, and so I have a trauma background and my whole life, I felt like my heart was empty. Wow. Um, and, and so I never felt really loved. And all of this just changed everything. So, and Jesus didn't come to me in a religious uh, way. It was just Jesus. It was nothing to do with religion, Judaism, Christianity, nothing. Um, and then we started to have daily conversations because I was, he would sit with me and I would see this in my imagery. It was almost as if a movie opened up in my mind mm -hmm. that I had no control over. Mm -hmm. It was just like, I'm giving you a vision and you're going to see this vision. And the experience was so profound that I knew it was real because the ego is like, you're crazy. You know, how can I'll you, think, how can you think you're seeing Jesus or something like that? But so it was Jesus and God and the angels talking with me. So I realized that I could have this conversation. And so then I started journaling because God told me, I want you to write down everything you hear. And I did journal in the past off and on because I taught people to do that in therapy. Mm -hmm. But I started journaling everything. So that's how I have all my journal entries in my yes. book. Yes. 
Yes, yes. So for eight years, I have been journaling and writing down what I'm hearing. Um, but these images and visions would just pop up. And so there was many times there's just a um, interaction, the divine interaction in my mind mm-hmm. that just appears on its own. And there it is. And it starts playing out like a movie. So there, there is a process of what you go through of really coming into faith and knowing mm-hmm. and practicing integrating what you have been taught. Okay. What is the process? Well, the more I spent time um, meditating or a quiet time with them. Yes. Conversing. Then your guides, my God, Jesus, or the angels, I have been constantly taught, I call it spiritually reparented, that um, of who I am, my divine identity, all the stories that um, I have accumulated about myself, all the experiences that I had that traumatized me of undoing everything. So you're this reparenting of teaching you no this this is this is what you think you experience because this is a virtual experience this is what you experience but this is the truth behind it so there's this constant truth coming from a divine perspective rather than myself or the ego's perspective that is constantly teaching me this is the way I want you to perceive and know what your life is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's sort of like learning at the knee of God. Yes. You're being reprogrammed, like <laughs> deprogrammed from what you believed about yourself yeah. and, why, and why things happen to you into your divine identity. And so this is the transformation. So I keep thinking I'm transforming myself, but God is doing it. God gives me the epiphanies. God gives everybody the epiphanies. All of a sudden you have a moment and you have a moment of clarity, of yeah. revelation, mm-hmm. that you see things in a much more expanded conscious way. That is how God transforms you. Opens up your vision. Yeah. Opens yes. Open. Your vision. And Open. it's it's not your eyesight. Right. It's it's your inner sight. Right. Your, your divine inner sight. Oh. Um, and so what I what I've come to understand understand is that we've never changed from that divine consciousness, but the experience of life clouded all of that stuff. And so we have moments of remembering the truth and how to see things from yeah yeah. love from love from love you just love Mm -hmm. um i look at god as divine love divine consciousness that's all the that there is Um, but we've been given this miracle of playing life and we get caught up in it we get so caught up in it and and we lose our way and, you know, for me and lots of other people that have experienced trauma, um, 
you lose your self-respect. You don't understand who you are. You are now, um, you feel empty inside. And even if you didn't have trauma, so many people feel this emptiness inside. You, we keep trying to fill it up. So it's really sad in a sense because there is nothing more than love. And I'm talking about profound love. It's not like anything that I have found on this earth. I mean, I feel tremendous love for my family. But when you are feeling divine love, it does not feel like the love that you think you have here. And by the way, what I wanted to say is what I think opened the door for Jesus to walk in to me to that first meditation is that I deeply wanted to know what I was doing that was creating pain in my life. And most of us don't ask that. That's what opened the door for me because I was willing to start accepting some responsibility for my experience. Shut down for so many years and not let people in because I thought I was protecting myself. Sure. And, and all I did is keep love out. Uh, what do you say when people say it's too late? Never too late. Never, ever, ever too late to wake up to um, connect with your essence, to connect with why you're here, the, the love that exists inside of you. It's not going to go away. It's never going to go away. You can't make it go away. And I know a lot of people have gone through some terrible things and they blame God for that. Yeah. Um, and then they don't want they don't want to believe that there's something within themselves that loves them so unconditionally and that is constantly guiding them, even if they don't want to acknowledge it, because you are constantly being guided, whether you know it or not. Ah. God, God is living through you. Divine consciousness is you. You it is living through you as whatever what this character you play what is the experience of that you want to lead people through with the book i want them to understand how intimate this relationship is with god with self okay. love itself mm -hmm. and that it is to alleviate suffering that is what i know all my writing it was all my, um, my experience is to alleviate my own suffering and then to help other people alleviate, alleviate their suffering. Yes. I want people to connect within and, and know the guidance and the magnificence of themselves so that suffering can be alleviated. Yes. And I put those journal entries in there because I think they're significant in showing how easy a conversation is with God mm -hmm. or with the angels or whoever it is that you're connecting with because it is all part of your consciousness. 
in our consciousness. We've broken Jesus up into a person and angels and all of saints and whatever, when it's just divine love speaking to you to help you. And it's you because you are love itself. And we can't understand it. Um, it, we're never going to understand how God works or how this incarnation works. My books are about getting people to connect within and let them be nurtured. Yes. And re, re, um, reparented from a divine perspective versus the one that they have bought into about themselves. This is page 48 of Deb's book. We speak terrible things over ourselves. We tell ourselves that we are ill or going to catch something. We tell ourselves that we don't have enough or that we are unworthy, that we can't do this or that, that life sucks, we're getting older, that nothing ever goes our way. No wonder we don't want to stay present when we are unwittingly creating a life that feels terribly painful, always reaching for doom. It's terrible. It's all these fears that we have inside that we've taken on from everybody else, from generations of whatever people have lived through. For sure, for sure. And, and, and you don't even realize that in your unconscious mind, there is a constant loop of something going wrong. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, that something yeah. bad is going to happen. It's going to happen. It colors everything. It colors everything. Connecting with our intuition allows us understanding of that particular uh, patterning so that we can love ourselves mm -hmm. into something else. Yes. Everything you're experiencing outside of yourself is you with a different faith on it, a different storyline coming back at you to uh to, to for you to understand yourself yeah what's in your mind because yeah. that's all it is is just your mind uh -huh. Uh -huh. the biggest things that i have been taught is that i need to stay in my knowingness first of all so i i need to believe that over everything else that i have learned here and experienced. I need to keep going back to divine truth. Healing. Wow. Lots and lots of healing. Years of taking every part of myself, every, every part of my inner being, my inner child, me at different ages, and the traumatic experiences I had. And sitting with that child through visual guided imagery during the meditation and sitting with God and Jesus and going through the trauma with them and allowing them to tell me what the truth is about the story that I experienced. Wow. And we can all do that. And we can all do that very easily. Visual guided imagery is a beautiful technique to use to get back in touch with your inner child or the different the different parts of ages of you ages stages whatever you want to call it of you that experience difficult things in your life mm -hmm. um, and even though from the time I was woken up that 
I was told every single day, and I still am, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you constantly. And it probably took me a good year and a half before I took that in and believed God that God actually believed me because I had built this unlovable story about myself. Um, I think everybody has. Mm-hmm. This yeah. unlovable story. It's a lot of self-rejection. And so I had to learn how to love, self-love. And that was taught during my meditations because it was God loving me, holding me, holding me, holding me, holding me, visually that I could feel it. I could see it. I could experience it on a divine level. And Jesus and and constant constant validation that's what it took for me because i wasn't giving up the story i just didn't want to let go of it um but you wanted to heal i wanted to heal you really wanted to heal because you wanted to heal people who are deeply unhappy and and have given up Mm -hmm. and they don't they don't mean they just did they don't believe there's an alternative no, and it's you are here to say there really is. There really is. Yeah. And, and this has been my experience. And, you know, other people have their own experiences. And there's so much more than you could ever imagine within yourself that it's everything. And it changes your life dramatically and it doesn't have to have religion connected to it if you feel better about religion being connected to it that's fine god doesn't care god love does not care it just wants you to come home and remember what you are and what you are is love love you are love and you are loved there is uh that's it understand that life is a miracle and that you're really safe even though everything on this earth makes you feel unsafe and that's the that's the biggest thing we are permeated in his love and what all of that means is security and joy and love and peace we are permeated in that nothing can ever change that but what we perceive outside of ourselves and what we're perceiving about ourselves. And there's an energy that you now welcome and allow every day, mm-hmm. uh, which is the love and that you b- firmly believe is who you are at your core. So when all of the life patterning and, and, and when you are dealing with all, you know, everything starts to fall down on you and this yeah. life just starts to happen, you have a place to go to hang on to that allows you to walk through whatever you have to walk through in a easier manner than not having something like that. And it doesn't mean that I don't deal with stuff that's uncomfortable. I just, I've gotten much better at not feeding into it as much or stopping it sooner than I would have in the past. And, or I hear a thought and I can say, no, 
Like, I I don't need to go there. I don't need to go there. And other times I might be caught up in something and it takes over me. So I'm I'm not saying that because you experience this, everything goes away. Right. You're still living life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And you're still breaking all your patterns and breaking down the false self that you've built. And with that, it's a different life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm much more peaceful than I have ever been in my life. I am, I feel loved. Yeah. Um, and um, it's bringing great joy and passion and purpose into my life. Never give up hope. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is ask inside for help. Sometimes we don't even ask outside for help. You need to ask outside, but you need to ask inside for help to help you understand that you want to heal, that you want to not feel this way, to help bring clarity and love to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because you are always being heard because you cannot not be heard because you're one. And that's what God wants you to do is reach inside and ask inside for help to just like I did of saying, what am I doing? That's creating this, this conflict in my life. What am I doing? That's creating my own grief and pain. It's so amazing. As mm-hmm. soon as you start asking for, for help, you are yes. no longer a victim. Yes. yes. How amazing is that? It is, it is totally amazing because we get stuck in this victim consciousness, yes, which yes. we also talk about in the book. Yes. Um, it's yes. so prevalent Yes, that you don't have to feel, you don't have to ha- feel like you have a life of grief. Um, we do have feelings that come up, sadness, grief. We just need to feel them and to process them and let them go we don't have to live a life of depression we don't have to live a life of anxiety and when you go inside and ask for help with all of these things is to learn who you are learn what you are learn what is guiding you that you don't have to feed into these earthly constructs of being depressed we feel depressed because we we feel separated from god yeah. that's the whole that's the whole crux of it is that we feel alone we and we're never separate we just think it and feel it because we don't know how to go inside ask and listen listen because you're always being spoken to and it could be um, in your own voice that you hear God speak to you it doesn't mean that you're going to hear it in a different voice mm-hmm. so you're going to hear that voice come through even as your own voice or you the, the the intuition it just floats up in your heart you just know that you're being spoken to mm-hmm. you get a great idea about something that's all intuition it's all revelation mm-hmm. that is within you to help you you're not here to be miserable you're here you're here to 
be a spark of light. You're here to know who you are and to bring that light to the world. Thank you so much for writing this book online. Where are people going to find you? I have a website and it's debbiengoldberg.com and you mm-hmm. can you can find me there or I'm on Facebook as Deb Goldberg. I have a group page called The Divinely Ordered Life on Facebook. Um, so those are some of the ways you can find and me. And do you still take clients? Are you still a therapist? Yeah, um, I don't uh, take insurance like I used to and oh, do yeah. therapy, but I uh, do therapy in the conventional way. I do all spiritual counseling. Of, you do spiritual counseling. I do spiritual counseling of getting you to connect to whatever you believe is inside of you. Your intuition. Yeah, your your love. Love, intuition, and to uh, help you heal from that. Um, Let that heal you. You don't heal you. You heal you from inside, from this love that's inside of you. So for me, it's connecting. It's getting you connected to that love and allowing all of the healing to take place within yourself. It's so beautiful. It is beautiful. You're beautiful. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you for listening. Please visit our website, angelladymovie.com to subscribe to this podcast. 